0: Hello and welcome to the Scriptures are Real podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Mielstein, and this is the podcast where we talk about elements of the Scriptures that have become real to us because we believe that that helps us draw more power out of the Scriptures and we need all the help we can get. I'm happy to have with us today uh, a returning guest who you've uh, heard before. She has uh, some of our more listened to episodes. Uh, This is Samantha or Sam Milburn, who's a managing editor, I think the managing editor at Covenant Communications. Is that right? Yep. Uh, She's the one who takes uh, stuff I write and makes it actually look good. So uh, I'm grateful for that and uh, for all the insights she's had for so long. So welcome, Sam.
1: Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I love being on this podcast.
0: So uh, while we'll listen to this in January, we're recording this just before Christmas. So tell us, you've got a family and and kids and Christmas time coming. What else should we know about you?
1: Um, well, really that's about, those are the important things, um, that I've, I've got five kids and my husband, we live in Idaho. Um, I love, I love reading books. I love editing books. Um, it's, it's just an amazing, an amazing time, an amazing life.
0: Uh, That's great. Wonderful. Well, we're, we're just glad to have you back. You always have such great insights. So uh, today we're doing Luke and Matthew 2 the this is the famous uh, uh, birth narratives we often call them uh, and uh, it's funny because we just did them like a few weeks ago when yeah. we did Christmas So uh, in in this podcast we did um, just kind of some stories about uh, Christmas and in Jerusalem and so on that was a little bit less along really examining Luke and Matthew too, because we knew we were going to do that uh, this week. So, But before we get into uh, everything you're going to share with us, Sam, let's uh, let's just give a quick bullet point of the things that we're going to cover today. So Sam is going to discuss with us uh, some of the key things we can take from the 3rd Nephi account, and that will allow us to kind of appreciate in a different way the Luke account and uh, how these things can interact with our lives. And uh, and the role of the Savior and who he is and and his uh, fulfilling the Father's will and those kinds of things are what we're going to look at today. That's where we're at this week, and I think there's some elements of the, that story that have uh, become real to you. So why don't you lead us through that?
1: Okay, hey, um, I'm I'm going to cheat a little bit because I know this lesson is about Luke two um, and touching on Matthew. Um, and, and I do want to touch on those, but, um, my story actually comes from the book of Mormon Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, because so at Christmas time, we all have traditions. We all, um, we all read Luke two and, and I love it. I love reading the story of Mary and Joseph and their devotion, to each other, um, their willingness to obey the laws of the land. Um, and, and their extreme willingness to obey God. It's, it's a Testament to me. Um, again, I have children and, and so I think about Mary and, and everything that she went through for this pregnancy, um, And, and to be the mother of the son of God, I, I look at the verses where she gets on that donkey and she's riding to Bethlehem. And, um, I didn't have, I didn't have very easy pregnancies. I don't know how easy hers was, but I cannot imagine, um, making that trip. Yeah it's hard enough in a car you know when you're pregnant I can't I can't imagine having to walk and ride um an animal in that condition
0: and, and frankly walking is probably easier pregnant donkeys bounce so much it is such a, a bouncy ride like I I would think if you were trying to have your baby right now then probably go ride a donkey kind of a thing. I know
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which maybe that was how my father's plan like I need this baby to come out. Let's get you on a donkey right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um but um I so that that event his birth um is is such an incredible story to me. Um my story comes I I wish I could remember and I and I can't, and it's virtually nowhere online. But somewhere back in the '90s, maybe early 2000s, President Gordon B. Hinckley gave a Christmas devotional um, talk, and in it, he read a portion of Third Nephi chapter one, and um, and I was young depending on what year it was um i i think it might have been 1993 but i i can't confirm it anywhere mm-hmm. um but s- somewhere in that range he read from third nephi chapter 1 and it was the first time i had ever paid attention to that chapter um and and having a a prophet of god um i don't know if he was a prophet at the time but he has the, he has the keys. Um, Having a prophet of God read um, those verses was so incredibly powerful to me. So in this chapter, the, the Nephites are, know that the time is coming that Samuel prophesied of um, that the savior would come. And there are some who are saying, you know, we've been seeing signs. We've been, we've been seeing all this stuff. And the days passed, guys. Like I don't know what you're waiting for. Um the the sign should have been given already, it hasn't. You guys are believing nothing. And um, and the persecution becomes great, so great that they choose a day that if the sign hasn't been given by that date, they're gonna put all the believers to death. And um, that's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's intense to, to be a believer. Like, do I, do I really believe that they're going to put me to death? Yeah. I mean, that's the culture. They know it's going to happen. So, so is my testimony strong enough to believe that the son of God is really going to come that everything I have heard, the traditions of my fathers, as the scriptures say are true. And that this Savior is going to come to Earth, and and that I'll know it because I can see the signs that have been prophesied of. Um. So, Nephi, um, the prophet at the time, becomes very. Um, he knows he knows it's dire, mm-hmm. and so he goes to the Lord in prayer, and I can't um,
0: imagine how heartfelt that prayer must be. When you you he probably feels responsible for everyone that is possibly about to die. I, I cannot imagine a more heartfelt and and uh, desperation driven prayer.
1: That's a really good point, Carrie. Because he is he's teaching that this is going to happen, and he's begging people to believe him. And now people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He yeah, he's desperate right now. Yeah. And if I can, I would just like to read um, a few of these verses from 3rd oh. Nephi, chapter 1, verses 11 through, uh, we'll go through 14. So <clears throat> this is Nephi. And it came to pass that he went out and bowed himself down upon the earth and cried mightily to his God in behalf of his people Yea, those who are about to be destroyed because of their faith in the tradition of their fathers. And it came to pass that he cried mightily unto the Lord all that day. And behold, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, <clears throat> And this is this is the part that just gets me every time. So this yes. is
0: Jesus. Sorry, just before you go there, as I'm reading this, uh I find it so interesting that he's crying mightily. I, I get that, right? And I've had some desperation-driven prayers myself, where like, okay, we need help, but we need it now. Yeah. Uh, but where it says he he's prayed all day, and you think, well, all that day, you think, look, well, if Christ has come the next day, he could have said that, like, in the first hour of prayer. Right? Why? Why is this all day? And, and I don't know what the answer to that is, but I know that that's often the case, that that God is going to allow us to plead all day or for however long before that answer comes. So I, 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 I hope that doesn't take away from what you're about to say, but I hope it instead sets the scene that this is a, a, a desperate prayer for so long before this answer comes.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, okay, so Jesus... Says to Nephi, "Lift up your head and be of good cheer, for behold, the time is at hand, and on this night shall the sign be given, and on the morrow come I into the world." Uh, I just want to stop right there. I, I just I can imagine Jesus being up in the premortal existence, and he has created everything with his father he has he has laid out this plan he knows exactly what's going to happen he he is the savior of the world and he knows that at that point he knows who he is right there and i can't imagine just the excitement he must feel in that moment to be like tomorrow it's happening tomorrow. Like I get to come, I get to do like everything that we have, that we have put in place. It's all going to happen tomorrow. And Nephi, you're there. You're going to be a part of it. This is, this is exciting. Lift up your head and be of good cheer. You know, he's like, I know, I know things on earth are a little precarious right now, but Let's, let's look at the big picture here. Yeah. I'm coming. Um, so he says on the morrow, come I into the world to show unto the world that I will fulfill all that, which I have caused to be spoken by the mouth of my holy prophets. Behold, I come unto my own to fulfill all the things, which I have made known unto the children of men from the foundation of the world to do the will, both of the father and of the son of the father because of me and of the son because of my flesh and behold the time is at hand and this night shall the sign be given um jesus gives a lot of prophecies gives a lot of assurances but i imagine this is probably one of his top 5 if he had yeah. to that, you know yeah
0: yeah, yeah you're right <laughs>
1: Hey, it's just um, it's just so neat uh, that he that he loved Nephi enough that he loved those Nephites enough to uh, to stop what he was doing. Imagine how busy he was that night, you know, mm-hmm. um, to stop what he was doing and just say, "Hey guys, I love you. I'm coming. I'm coming to save you." Um, like there is nothing too great there's nothing too small for the lord um he didn't have to answer nephi he didn't the sign was going to happen he could have just been like nephi you'll get it and and i'm not i'm not going to come talk to you you'll get your sign but but he did like he took the time to just come to nephi and and comfort him and everything's going to be okay
0: um you're right it would have been answer enough for the sun to go down and it's still light nephi would have said okay that's the answer to my prayer we're right. good to go he would have been very happy just with that yeah but you're right there's something uh profound about the answer he yeah
1: yeah so um it just i i cannot read um luke 2 and until I've read Third Nephi chapter
0: yeah. one,
1: yeah. Um, so every every Christmas, um, every Christmas Eve, I sit my little family down and I say, "We tonight for our scriptures, we're gonna read Third Nephi chapter one because that's the Christmas Eve chapter, you know." And and we read those verses. And and then the next morning we get up and um, before everything starts happening, we open up Luke 2.
0: Well, that's great. And
1: um, and we read the angel saying, Fear not, for behold, I give you, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. Um, and these two Chapters together are so powerful to me because, again, here's Christ in the premortal world. He knows he is the savior of the world. He knows his mission. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows he's the great I am. And then the next day, he's an innocent baby who has traveled through the veil of forgetfulness. And he's helpless. And he's reliant on his mother and Joseph, his his earthly father. And, and he can't do anything for us at that point. But we know who he is at that point. The shepherds knew who he was at that point. The angels singing in the heavens knew who he was at that point. Um, and... And so it just, it's, it's so, it's such a great testimony to me, the plan of salvation, how, how we can take a a being who Heavenly Father created and, and he knows so much and then put him on earth where he has to grow line upon line and figure out who he is and figure out what his mission is and accept it and then do it and become the savior of the world you know um he he goes from um an, an enemy to as isaiah said um a a god whose the government the the verse says the government shall be upon his shoulder And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The angels in Luke 2 say that they bring us, um, they say glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. There wasn't peace on earth at that point. There's not peace on earth right now. Uh, we've got wars all over the place. We have people hungry and and dying of of diseases and all sorts of tribulations and and hardships. So in Luke two, chapter or verse fourteen, and on earth peace. It's the savior that angel is saying peace has come to the earth because the savior is born and and even though we have all of these tribulations and all of these um these trials he is is born and he's going to die for us and he's going to suffer for us and and through that atonement we can have peace personal peace and eternal peace. So, no matter what's going on in the world, there can be peace on earth because Christ is here now.
0: That's uh, that's profound. That's uh, I can't think of a better way to kind of uh, wrap up the the idea of Christ coming. And I love that phrase on the morrow coming into the world. That's one of my favorite phrases anywhere in Scripture. Uh, but uh, I can't think of a better way to wrap up the importance of the advent of the Savior than with that promise of peace. So thank you.
1: Yeah. I just have such a such a deep, profound testimony of of the Savior, of his mission, and um, and and of our ability to become like him. Uh, again, he was, he was born a baby. He didn't come to the earth just being our savior, you know, he came just like we did. And just like he learned line upon line, we can learn line upon line. He drew closer to God. We can draw closer to God, um, through him. And, and so these, these verses are, Um, I think just like, um, the, the chapters of him teaching the Nephites, um, in third Nephi, um, when he comes to the Americas are the most important ones in the book of Mormon. Um, I think Luke two is right up there with the new Testament because it is the beginning of, of the finisher of our faith um where where all things become possible because he came to earth
0: that's beautiful and and they are possible and that's it's part of what he says i love the the beauty of his message right if he's going to take the time to answer rather than to answer nephi rather than just let him see the sign then he probably has something important in there and besides the on on the morrow i come into the world there's this idea Uh, I come unto my own. So that's interesting because here he's emphasizing coming to the covenant people, but interestingly, the angels say he's coming to all men, right? So we've got it. It it is for both, Um, Mm -hmm. but he's coming to fulfill everything he's made known unto us. And most especially to do the will of the father and the son, which we'll find as one of the major themes for the entire new Testament as we uh, go throughout this, this year. But uh, I think that's, uh, wraps up or, or, or it ties in with what you were saying really well, this idea that this is what he came. That God wants to exalt us, give us peace and rest, to tie into what President Nelson has recently been talking about, give us peace and rest. And yeah. uh, and that's why he sent his son.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an exciting time.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, thank it. you. and And we hope this is helpful for everybody. And uh, that uh, as they find it helpful, they, each member of our audience, as you find this helpful, maybe you'll share it with a friend. Uh, but, uh, but most of all, we hope that you've been edified and, and are drawing closer to the Savior uh, by studying His Word this year. So thank you, Sam, and thanks to everybody.
1: Yeah, thank you.